one, breaker one, this is Shark Pants Free Radio. Gamers, get your ears on, because we're blowing the speakers out. Grimdark Live. It is time for Grimdark Live. This show is for the nerds, the outcasts, the weirdos. And for Shark Pants Gamers? No, not you. Ah, crap. Get ready, all you grimdark goons, for dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf. Only right here on Grimdark Live. Well, guys, welcome to Grimdark Live, your weekly webcast for all things dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf from the Warhammer Worlds. I'm your host, Patrick. And uh, thank you very much for joining with us. So sorry, another microphone snafu. I don't know what's going on. I got to get this thing checked out. And, uh, you know, it's probably just a connection between the seat cushion and the keyboard. Alan, what do you think, man? Is it, It's got to be me, right? Can't be me. I, I, I'm fairly confident it's you. All right. Well, you know what? Um, we were drinking before the show, folks. Really, Alan is a very bad influence to all of us. You know, very welcome influence, actually, but at the same breath, very, very bad for so many of us. And so very wonderful for so many of us at the same time. You're okay I said that, right, Alan? I'm perfectly fine. You said that. I feel like it depicts me very accurately. So I'm fine. I'm fine with it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, guys, thank you very much for uh, for for catching us again. I don't know what's happening. We're gonna we're gonna have to work out the uh, the, the gremlins in this thing. Um, but yeah, so we're here tonight to talk about Stormcast Eternals. Obviously, Alan is here joining us tonight uh, to uh, to talk about his big five and zero win coming off of Armed Forces Day Five, and uh, we're gonna be looking at some parallel lists and how that um, how that comes together. Uh, uh, as far as his gameplay and how he got to be 5-0. and But before we get into all that, thanks for joining us here on Grimdark Live. And if you like our show, uh, even if it's muted, uh, please don't forget to give our channel a like or subscribe if you haven't already done so. And please let, us, let us, all your friends know about us. And um, and we will uh, we'll, we'll be forever grateful. And yeah, Shane Gavin in our chats, yeah, you're not feeding the nobbler. No, I'm not, the little bastard. He can go ahead and shrivel up and die somewhere. All right, so here it is. Uh, on tonight's conversation, we're going to be talking with, with Alan here on... Um, you know, his lists. And if you guys have any lists you want to share with us in the chats or the show notes below, please go ahead and do that. Because as you know, we get, uh, we're going to be getting into some pretty good details. So, all right, now that we got the mics fixed and Alan's sober, uh, we can get rolling again. So all you dice, chucking glue, sniffing gamer goons, here we go tonight. We're going to be talking about Stormcast Eternal, specifically Science of the Storm, Hallowed Nights, with our awesome guest and super soldier from Arm Forces Day 5, Mr. The one and only Mr. Alan Bajramovich. Did I say your last name right? Am I good? Yeah, you're great, man. Rock yeah, and roll, great. man. Hey, what do you hear what you say, bud? Thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, no, thanks for thanks for having me, man. I'm, I'm excited. We had a great time at the event, so uh, it's always good to uh, reconnect and uh, and talk more about the stuff we love. So, absolutely. Yeah, really happy Really happy to hang out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, honestly, it's... Um, it's really great having you on the show. You know, you brought such a life to the party. I mean, guys, anyone out there that's watching the show right now, if you don't know Alan, shame on you. Uh, this guy, this guy's a lightning bolt, man. It's kind of ironic that he's playing Stormcast because uh, this guy brought so much to the party. And, you know, we got so much planned. And, you know, he's been such a, you know, it's funny. I, I'm kind of sheepish. We'll get into this here in a minute. But he's been he's been a, a, a great part of Armed Forces Day, not just this year, but last year as well. And, and we're going to get into that a little bit. Uh, but, but, Alan, thank you very much for being with us tonight. Um, and... Congratulations on the Age of Sigmar Super Soldier Award from Armed Forces Day Five. Uh, how yeah, was thanks. it from a five thousand foot view? How how was the uh, how was the how how was it getting to five and zero? Oh? Was it uh, did you have some tough games or did you just steamroll everybody? Um, I, I I I I I was lucky to bring an army that if if played 
if played aggressively and and di- the dice panned out for you, you basically steamroll everyone, and that's sure. pretty much what I did. So I, I had a I had a little bit of a hiatus from Age of Sigmar for a while, so I haven't played in a long time. So when I when I heard I can play a list of eight dragons, um, and I can teleport four of them somewhere uh, nine inches away and deep strike another, and and um, I mean I was like I was like man yes like I'm all in sounds yeah. great. Yeah, so. and, and you know what, and, and, it, and it worked out for you. But, you know, it's funny you brought that up that you were taking a break from Age of Sigmar because, you know, last year for Armed Forces Day 4, you were on the 40K side, and you yeah. won Best General that year. Yes, yeah, I did. I played Emperor. I played a terrible army of, uh, this is an Age of Sigmar podcast, but I played a Chaos army, so, uh, but it was really bad. It was very inefficient, and uh, I didn't, I, uh, I lost to uh, Brad Chester, but I won all my other games, that was the finale, so I yeah. took second place and, and best general. Yeah, Brad's a fantastic guy, man. He was a super soldier on the 40K side last year for the very first yeah. 40K super soldier. So so he uh, he, he did awesome. Um, and, and also as a side note, guys, I know we are we are uh, Age of Sigmar show, but hey, AFD kind of is everybody. On the 40K side from the house from, from this year's tournament, Armed Forces Day 5, Aaron Towler is our super soldier, 5-0 and with Grey Knights. So I'm sure that, uh, you know, if you catch... Uh, uh, Gary Frank's podcast to catch that and listen to the interview he's going to be doing with Aaron. Aaron's an awesome, awesome guy. Uh, besides the fact that he's friends with Gary, but I guess we all have that same problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> love you, Gary. Um, so, so you're also, you know, I, I want to bring this up to everyone. I'm, and I'm putting you on the spot here a little bit, Alan, you know, last year at armed forces day four and again, folks, this is what I mean. What a, what an awesome person he is in the community last year at armed forces day four, you won best general and you won a box of, of blue whores, Zeech models, miniatures. And yeah, um, force, yeah, this guy is an awesome gesture. Just gave it to my youngest son, just, just hand it off. And I got to be honest with you, man, that was probably one of the nicest things that's happened in, 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 in the game for, for me to witness. So hats off to you, man. I mean, that's just, that, that kind of sums know. you up though. <clears throat> yeah. I had no idea it was your son. If I did, I wouldn't have gave it to him. <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I tend to, uh, I, I think that we should support our young bloods. I think Adepticon has instilled, um, you know, paying it forward. And I think Adepticon is really what made me want to play 40 K. It's what made me friends with people like Aaron Towler and, and, uh, Elliot Levy and Mitch Tucker and, and Tony Malave and all, all my, my, my guys that we're really close with and we play, um, you know, we play really good games just to get ready for Adepticon. And back in the day, the the Youngbloods event um, was a really big deal. And I I, I kind of hope that we get more young Youngblood um, you know, people into the game and, and they get competitive and they play and go to tournaments. I think it's a really, really good thing for someone, you know, in high school or in early years of college. Maybe not college because that's probably like the break time because that's when most of us learn learn what girls are. But um, sure, I think I think I think that it's an important it's an important um, hobby to have i think it teaches a lot to, 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 to kids it taught me a lot and um and if i could ever you know support anyone else and you know giving away prize support i mean that's, that's like the lowest thing i mean it's fine so i tend to do it whenever i can and whenever it makes sense so. yeah yeah no and, and you want to know something and, and this is just the type of guy alan is folks i mean honest to god i mean you know last year he gave my son a little boxes each and this year he was giving me one drink after another i mean he's he's he's, he's a giving about everyone drinks <laughs> Yeah, I bought everyone drinks. That's it. I bought yeah. everyone real drinks, and then I bought everyone Malort's drinks too. So if those those who oh, know what Malort's yeah. is, you know what, folks? I walked I, around. I walked around buying people shots, and I wasn't telling them what it was. That's but they a, got a good drink from me, so they 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 trusted me. Right? That, I already gave them several good drinks. 
stuff. Yes. Well, yeah. That, that you know what? Um, that, that, that is a separate podcast I want to have with you. Just the the, the viciousness <laughs> of what what is it? So say the name one more time. Malorts. Malorts. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Malorts. Uh, it's a it's a Chicago it's a Chicago thing. Like if you're if you're like I was born and raised in in your inner city Chicago and uh, and uh, if you're if you're drinking Malorts you're doing it right. Yeah, well, I, I, I it, it, as grandson of Beamont just said, I got drunk just standing next to Alan. So, yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, you know what? It was, it was a great time, and you brought so much to the party uh, this this past year for sure. But you know that, that we're not done, folks. We got we got more to before we get into this guy's list and his his tactics and his overall prize in the game. You know, Alan, I want to throw something at you because it's something that was kind of cool. I didn't know this, you know, and this is this is the kind of the trait of of you know you always hear that that one maybe special forces guy, he never talks about it. Or, you know, you hear about that great athlete that did this or great things. And you never, uh, you, you never, you never hear him talk about it. Everyone else will talk about it. You know, Walter Payton one time said, you know, you're going to tell people you're good, but other people will tell you you're great. And I thought that was one of the coolest things I've, I've always, I've always embraced as far as that. And, and you're part of the team America team you're, or, or, or were, or was. So t- talk to us a little bit about your team America AOS participation. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I was a part of the first team for Team America AOS in 2019 prior to COVID. Um, and we did great. We got second place. We took silver. We only lost to England and it was a really, really good round and we paired very well. Um, the team was just kind of, you know, new to the whole experience. It was our very first round of the very first year. We played England first round. And, wow. uh, and then in the end, England podiumed gold and we podiumed silver. So, I mean, it was really the two, it was the, it was the finale in the beginning. And, um, and it was it was a great learning experience for a lot of the guys on the team. We had um, Bill Souza as the captain, and for those who play Age of Sigmar, Bill Souza is a legend and a very close friend and a great guy. And um, he he did a great job captaining the team that year. He's the captain again this year. Um, we didn't go in 2020 because of COVID, so the last time we went was this last year. So America's only competed two years. Sure. Um, and I know I know uh, I know the team definitely wants to get gold this year, and uh, <clears throat> I've I've applied to be on the team, but. It has to go through consideration process and they have to vet out, you know, you know, there's a lot of people who are applying. So uh, it's going to be, it's going to be really fun. I'm really excited to see if I could go and, uh, and help out and, um, you know, maybe, maybe be, be, you know, another uh, kind of an anvil for the team. Cause the first year I went, um, I was, I was the first place player on the team that year. And then Bill was very close behind me. Um, and we, we, we had a very good year. So really want to repeat that again. Sure. Sure. But, that, that but take is- gold. That is uh, that is really cool. I'm mean, what a cool story. So, so how did you? So, was it Bill that got you involved with Team America? Um, no, no, no. I mean, yeah. I mean, technically, yeah. Um, but uh, but I also uh, was on Team America for 40k for five years uh, consecutively. Oh, wow. So I was on Team America for several years before. So I went to Poland and Serbia um, and Switzerland and um, and and I was on the 40k team for a while um, before with uh, with both Greg Sparks and Andrew Gagno as captain. Um, and then in 2016, uh, I got married. So I took some time off from 40K. I won the ITC in 40K. And then I took some time off. And when I came back to the game, um, I just liked Age of Sigmar better. So I started playing Age of Sigmar and uh, played with, played with, like, talked to Bill and got involved, went to, went to a number of events that year. And I got on the team because um, I placed third in the ITC that year in Age of Sigmar in 2019 um, or 2018, I guess, technically. I don't, I can't remember what it was, but it was either 2019 or 18. I got third place behind Pashby and Bill. So Bill got first place that year. Pashby was second. Um, and I was third, but I only had five events total. Sure. Right. So okay. I was five events of five and third place. All right. 
So when, when you went over to Europe and you played there, you didn't do the Malorts trick on them over there in Europe, did you? You can't get Malorts. You can't get Malorts in I, Europe. I, I, all right, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Let's yeah, see. it doesn't exist. But you, but you can get, but you can get. Um, there's there's different forms of schnapps that you can get, oh, like sure. licorice schnapps. You can get some pretty good stuff. And when I say pretty good, I mean like you can trick some people into drinking some stuff they don't want to drink. Gotcha. Um, Sw- right. Sweden probably Sweden probably has the best. So in Stockholm, you can get the most disgusting liquor I've ever tasted in my entire life. And like these guys drink it like it's no problem. <laughs> so this so. is the thing for you. You seek out the, anything that tastes like it was wrung through your old sweat socks. And that's what you yeah, give to I people. Mean, I like mean, a ter- if, it's like a if, term if, of endearment with you. Do, you. do you know? Yeah, you should, you should take it as an honor. It's like a badge of privilege. Um, but uh, <laughs> if, you, if you can handle the shot I give you, then that means that you've been, you've been having a good day. And if you can't handle the shot I gave you, that means that you've been slacking. And you, you, need to, you need to get some more drinks under your belt so Understood. you can enjoy it the right Understood. way. I'm, I, I think you ought to publish that. That's, that's, all, that's perfect advice. I feel like it's the title of my next book. So, <laughs> Around the world in 50 shots of Malort. Uh, very cool, though. Very, Done. So, so let's go back, one, take one step before, before we get to our next segment here in the show. So you, um, you're on Team America. You, you, you applied for it. What is the application process like? I mean, is it, is it you know, do you, you know, you have it's to, pretty, you, it's actually, is it like it's a actually, job application? Yeah. You're giving references it, and all this kind it, of stuff? It actually, it, it's actually a pretty serious application, not going to lie. Um, there's a series, maybe like 25 questions or so, and they, they expect you to fill it out pretty, pretty much in detail. Um, but the application process is pales in comparison to the commitment level. Um, they, they are the Bill Souza and the team, Mike, uh, Mike Vagos and, and, and I believe some, some other people, I can't, I can't remember everyone right now, but essentially there's a team of people that have created this Minutemen group and the Minutemen group are tasked <clears throat> with, um, with goals and responsibilities and they have to play Age of Sigmar games through TTS for review and they have to go to events and they have to show that they're like participating and it's, it's a very rigorous process. And I, I the first year that we went, it was like, can we even find enough people who are willing to spend, you know, $3,000 to go play toy soldiers in Europe? Sure. Um, you know, and it was like, yeah, we can barely, we can find exactly the amount of people we need. And we don't really have anyone else who's like super committed. Right. So like right. the first year is always like who can go financially and who can go like given their family and everything and, and, and finding the best people you can with those restrictions. I think now there's a pool of like 35, maybe 40 people. I'm not sure, but I, I think it's, I think it's pretty big. It looks pretty big. And, um, and I think they all want to go. So sure. I think it's going to be a really, a really intensive process for Mike, Bill and, and the team to, to vet through, um, the people who are approved to go. So, right. Right. I mean, that's, that, that's exciting. That, that's really what a, what a cool, uh, what a cool backstory, man. I mean, I, I, and it's funny to think that I only met you last year at AFD four and, uh, and trust me, man, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I did. You're a great guy to know and looking forward to the conversation sp- specifically when we get into more about your, uh, tournament games and, you know, your, your philosophy behind the list and, and, and how things, um, how things were transpiring for you throughout the, the, the two days and the five games, um, and, and kind of what the future holds, uh, for, for you and your gaming, but let's, uh, Let's get to the next segment here. So here's the proverbial question we ask everybody here on the show, man. Are you staying true or are you sniffing glue? <laughs> no, I'm stay, staying true. So uh, since the event, I've been working on two armies, and uh, I've been hobbying quite a bit. So very excited. Very cool. So um, do you want to you let I us know, know about what you're hobbying, or are you going to keep that quiet? No, no, I can, I, can, I can tell you. No, I can tell you. So I'm, I'm trying to see if I can run a 15 cockatrice 
army with uh-huh. uh with with some dragon ogres and uh just see how that runs um yeah. so i'm considering that I, I like the idea I'm, I'm a spam guy so i just played 18 i played eight not 18 eight uh dragons right for stormcast right and now and now i'm looking at you know playing cockatrice models to just mortal womb spam people so i think that'd be a fun army to roll roll with and i like the idea of if anyone in the audience might know a final fantasy i like the idea of um converting all of the the cocks to uh be chocobos from final fantasy so that's that's kind of the idea and make them look really cute i want to i want to make them look really cute and sweet there you um, go make them be, be chocobo models and um, i'm just really excited about it so that's one project and one list and then i also started and I, i've already um i already got five of the cockatrice models done uh built i have to paint them but they're built cool and um and, and then I started building. Um, I started building Croak, the Slon Master oh, yeah, guy Lord from Croak, Seraphim. Right. Yeah, yeah, Lord Croak. So I started building him. I wrote a, a Mike. Mike. Mike Vaginos actually sent me a, a lizard uh, Seraphon list, and um, and I, I want to make a Lord Croak model. So I'm really excited about that. And then um, and then I have a bunch of lizard men that like I I have already painted. So like I have all of the battle line of, of the list. I just need to make Croak and then. A couple of other hero-based models, but I'm really excited about that list too. So I don't know which one I'll play next, um, but I'm really excited to go to another event now. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, the next one coming up for uh, for me, anyways. I mean, we we do our local war meet, uh, you know, at our local store, you know, every other week. Um, and war meets there are pretty good. If you get, if you get a chance to make it down to a game store in Lamont, you ought to come by and and uh, knock around. Usually, we have anywhere between you know, our largest. We had about 22 people at the war meet. Um, and wow. Our, are uh, usually we you know pretty consistently you can bet on eight to twelve eight to twelve of us there you know every other saturday you know you know knocking out some games and you know we're there from noon till sometimes midnight you know at 10 o'clock whenever the store closes so i mean you're definitely going to get some good games in but um you know going back to the and what i'm trying to prepare for right now is the u.s open are you playing in that no no i won't that's the gw event right right yeah 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 i I won't be at that i i don't I, I don't intend to ever make an army again of GW models for the most part. So wow. I can't go to those events. Yeah, I can't go to those events. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so, that, that's, that's pretty yeah. interesting. We're going to have to talk about that yeah. on, on the side. That's, that's kind of an interesting concept. And, and I, I think you're just sure. doing it just for, just for what taste and cost purposes, correct? Yeah. No cost purposes. I don't mind. I don't mind the cost at all. I've, 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 I've paid enough of my fair dues of games workshop. So I've, right. I've, I've given them e- easily five, you know, five figures of money during the course of 25 years of playing the game. Yeah. But, right, um, okay. but, um, but no, I, I like the, I like the ability to make a unique army. I love the ability that like, I have this army. No one else has this army. I've comprised this army of models that I think are cool. And I think meet the, meet the specifications that are appropriate for the game. And I'm not hobbying or modeling for advantage. And I love the idea of making my own stuff. I think it's like a hobby within the hobby now. Yeah, right. So I, I love it. I think yeah. it's awesome. That's a great, what a great, yeah. what a great, you know what? I'm going to probably steal a little bit of that philosophy from you. I, I really, yeah. I'm, I'm going to steal it. But, you know, so that's the next event that I'm planning on going to is the U.S. Open here in Chicago. Um, only because <laughs> I, you know, I, I used to go to Games Day. I used to, see, I used to, you know, participate in a lot of those back in the day yeah. when those were yeah. around. Yeah, I, and, I used to go too, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and, and yeah. for me, I love the fact that GW is bringing something like that back. Even though it's not necessarily Games Day, but. It, it still feels like the old games day. So I'm, I'm liking that. they're. Yeah, that I'd love back. to have, I'd, I'd love to have a conversation with you off air about this and we can talk in more detail. Oh I'm no, we're, we're what you think. Yeah, we're, we're definitely, we're definitely going to do that for sure. 
we're definitely gonna do that um and, and you know i'm sure we're gonna be throwing a lot of uh, dice uh you know together one day so we'll have a lot of time over the table to talk and plus not not to mention where we where we game there's an awesome little restaurant bar right next door they got they got oh yeah no i'm, I'm definitely gonna take you up on coming to lamont and getting some als games in because i got to get prepped for i'm either gonna do michigan gt or um or i will do um the boys oh sure or i'll do both or I'll do both. Yeah, right. Um, but those two I like a lot. I think Dragonfall has an event as well um, they do. for AOS. Yeah. So I might do that. I might do that. It all just depends on the wife, family. I got a little girl and, oh, and yeah. my wife, and we're pl- we're planning a vacation. So it just kind of depends around that. But yeah. But I am really excited to go to uh, go to an event. And the, and the cool thing now with the game, you 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 would know this is uh, there's so many freaking events, man. Like when, oh yeah. When I was playing when I was playing ten years ago, we didn't have we didn't have any events. It was like. No. Adepticon and Du Bois, and you had um, War Games Con down south, yep. and you had Broad, Broadside Bash and BAO and, wow. and Nova. That was yeah. it. That's all you yeah. had. You yeah. had those main events, and you had some small local ones. Um, but uh, but now you just have. I mean, I feel like there's just events every week, everywhere. I mean, it's yeah. just so amazing. Well, yeah. you know, and, and that, that that's just I love that because that's kind of our barometer for a healthy a healthy uh, you know community. You know, and it's funny. You know, we 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 haven't missed a beat. Armed Forces Day hasn't missed a beat. We played. You know, we're, we're obviously five straight years through COVID and everything else. And trust me, it wasn't it wasn't easy to have tournaments during COVID. That was that was a tough that was a tough thing to have. Yeah, but in a I world, didn't even know you guys have been going on for five years. I had no idea. I would I would have, I would have been coming all five years. Yeah, you know, I've only start, known I've only known about it since the first year. That well, I came. our first Armed Forces Day was like sixteen people. It was in a store. You know, we okay. we've only we've only been out of the store now for for two years. Okay. Okay. You know, okay. So, so okay. we 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 started well, I out think small. I, I, yeah, I don't I don't know I don't know if uh, if the tournament is at least breaking even. I hope it is. In addition to the charity aspect, no, I hope I hope the cost it, is it's not doing great. Yeah, I mean. You know, okay. The, good. The, then the, I then I hope I I hope you guys do more. Oh, I, I think you could do two a year. Well, we're 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 actually you know it's funny we, we are planning on some other events uh, to fully support the VFW there in in, yeah, in Lockport. Yeah. You could easily do a team event, like a team event day, there and you then go. you can have the AOS day in the su- in the summer and the a- in the forty k event in the summer, like you guys said, and then like a team event some other time. Yeah, you know, I think you could do a lot of stuff there, folks. Uh, Alan is now the Grimdark Live official planner. You know, he's got he's got everything planned. You know, actually, do you want, you want to tell him what you have planned next year for for Armed Forces Day? I'm going to be quiet because we're we're going to make this part of the news. So so here it is. So so what what do oh, you yeah, got sure. planned no, for I next could, year? So... Armed Forces Day six. Well, it's with it's with your approval. Uh, uh, but, totally um, approved, and, and and Gary and Gary as well. You guys, I'll, you guys I'll are the, speak the more. Masters. That's approved, man. She even did his voice. Yeah, you, you guys are the masters. So so like the crazy thing is, man, Lockport, Illinois is like you would think it's in the middle of nowhere, and you would think nothing is really there, right? Like that's what I think at least from where I'm coming from. Like that's how I feel. Sure. But you get there, and it's this beautiful, like cozy, warm, friendly town of people that just don't give a crap and i love it i love the atmosphere i love the vibe i i would live there actually if if i could like it's just an awesome place and you go downtown and like it's insanity the quality of food and and people and like entertainment and like drinks and everything that's available and all of the options you have, you would assume that a town like this has like one place to go. You go to right. go to June's, you know, go to June's. June's has some booze, you know, you have right. fun. No, there's like a million places and they're all good. So I, I, I told the guys, I'm like, we need to make a pub crawl. We need to organize a pub crawl, sell tickets, give a portion of that to charity, talk to the venues, let them know that this is going to or towards charity and towards the VA and like get people, get venues and, and, and people excited about that. And get some discounts for the group, 
so that we can go and do a, a nice official pub crawl in downtown Lockport and just have a really, really good time. I think it's, I think it's a must do. Yeah. I, I'm right there with you, man. I'm right there with you. And, and, and uh, I, 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 that was, and folks, that was, that was Alan's idea, man. That was his, it was, that was his original brainchild. And, you know, we're going to, we're going to do that. You know, and I love the twist to this. There's going to be a competition within the charity. So people are going to be able yeah. to, uh, what, determine or, or vote who, um, who, who had the better? We could do. We could do. We could do it. We could do a ton. We could do a ton of them, right? So, like, you, you, because you have an AOS event with eighty plus people and an, and a forty k event with eighty plus people on different weekends, we could do two pub crawls both on Saturday night. We can do which 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 group had the best thematic approach, which group dressed the best, which group had the best most fun. We can have pictures up and we can vote and people can get in, engaged and everyone else could be like, man, I really want to go to this tournament next year, this tournament looks amazing. And I want to go to the pub crawl and I want, you know, and then, right. and then you're going to have a problem. You're going to have to expand somehow and figure out where you go. Maybe in the parking lot. I don't know. We're, we're, we're actually, that's, we, we do have some plans with that. We got, we got a, we got a couple of hotels that actually reached out to us on their own. So, so it's kind of, uh, it's kind of interesting that, that that happened because normally it's the other way around. You got to call them. So yeah. it, it's kind of nice when they call you, it's kind of like, really? So, so, so we're, we're headed in the right direction. We're staying hungry and humble. And, and honestly, Alan, with your great help and so many other awesome people that have been there, you know, step up and support yeah, it. You guys and, have a great, great staff. Everyone's great. Uh, cool. Gary and, 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 uh, and the team he had his partner with the terrain business and, oh yeah. Um, yeah. Brandon, Mr. White awesome people. and, uh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and your, your side as well. Everyone was great. So. Cool. Well, I'll tell you what, let's get into the news, man. You ready for this? And then we're going to get into your, uh, your list. We're going to be talking to some Stormcast. But here's, here's the first thing in the list. I don't know if you saw this. I, I hope I got this to you in time to have a conversation about this. As we had the, uh, the rumor of the week here uh, in Warhammer. It looks like some Seraphon Endless Spell or some type of scenery or something like that. Um, and, you know, briefly, you had kind of brought up Seraphon. And I really, I really like where we're going or where I see the, the, the game going with Seraphon particularly. So I mean, you 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 saw this, right? So so, what are your thoughts, man? This has got to be Seraphon, right? Lizardman's got to be. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, based on what you sent me, this this looks like it's Seraphon for sure. I'm so hoping. I, I think so. Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah, and I'm excited too because I'm going to start up that army right now. So yeah. I'm very I'm very pumped. Yeah, you got Lord. So it'd be, it'd be great. Yeah. So endless spells or anything, any kind of buffs that I can get are going to be awesome. And, and normally, normally I absolutely suck at calling these things out. I'm usually always wrong, but I feel pretty comfortable with this one because, you know, I think we're, I think we're, we're, we're just about to see a huge update for Seraphon minis, or, or at least I'd like to say, I hope so. Because one of the main reasons is the fact that the official artwork, if you paid attention to this, the official artwork, um, are, aren't based anymore on the old minis. I mean, if you look at all the, those, those Saurus with the red, you know, stringy things and the, 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 the glyph armor, et cetera, and all that kind of stuff, you know, it, it also look at the, the, the Stegodons and the artwork, you know, there, there's a, a very recent one, if I recall right, you'll be able to find that, that I think they're, they're already kind of hinting towards that a new model base. I, I'd love to see new Croxagors, Saurus Warriors. I mean, I, I think, I think the, the, the army itself is going to get a huge revamp. It, need, it needs one too. It needs one too. Yeah. Like when yeah. I'm considering models, like I have a lot of Seraphim old models, but like I'm, I'm, I'm considering converting a bunch of new ones um, and making some cool stuff with them. So I, I'm definitely considering, uh, even though I have like, an, I have an engine of the gods, I have all the skinks and I have all the, I have a bunch of warriors and I have uh, Bastilodons, the Stegosaurus dinosaur with the right. snakes. Yeah. Um, so I got all those, but um, 
but I'm considering just making new ones just because I want to, just because I want to put a new spin on the army. Yeah, right. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's what it's, I think, I think it's what is preventing a lot of people from playing the army. Number one, there isn't a lot of get started boxes. There isn't a lot of battalion boxes and things like that for Seraphon. So I think there's a little bit of a play to pay factor, but that, that's, that's kind of my, yeah. my, my black helicopter, you know, you know, conspiracy theory type thing. I think, I think, you know, you pay a little more for an army. No, I think you're totally more. right. I, I think do. you're totally right. I mean, you, I look, you can look through history on that, and that's been true for a lot of armies in the past. Like right. Dark Eldar is a great example where they didn't get mod, a model update in 22 years, and people just didn't play them for 40K for a long yeah. time. And, yeah, um, yeah. You know, I, think, I think for Age of Sigmar, I mean, what's more closer than Lizardmen to like a model reline? Oh. I think Lizardmen are definitely like at the top of the, that list. I want to say I think they came out the metal Croxagors. I think were sixth edition. I mean, so it, it's it's uh, it's it's a heck of a long a long time ago. But it's nice to see yeah. that they're getting something new. But speaking of something new, I don't know if you caught this. Um, I got to do better about playing the game. Uh, but over in uh, in in, in um, we got Valkyria the Bloody in in Warhammer Total War three. Now I'm I'm pretty terrible at actually keeping up on this game. I I I played Total War one. And, uh, and that was about it. Uh, but uh, but but Valkyrie with the whole corn and the bloodbound drop that's been happening here. You saw the corn release over in uh, 40k. Looks like it's spilling over now into AOS. Um, fitting, right? And, and and I love the model. I really th- I really think Valkyr- uh, uh, Valkyria's model is one of the better ones. You know, I've often I got into an argument with a guy because we both we, he I thought it was Forge World for the longest time, and he's like, no, that's not Forge World. That's a, that's a normal model. But it was it was the first standard model in their line that i remember looking at being like well that's a pretty exquisite model I, that's got to be forge world but no that's a she was just a normal a normal gw model if you will which you know now i think yeah. better than the old forge world ones personally but um so what about it i mean do, do you are you are you do you play total war yeah I, I i have played total war but not the not the not the age of sigmar not the fantasy total war i've i've only played the old school ones and it's been a while for me so i have i've never actually tried it out i'm sure it's great well i'm, I'm yeah. sure it's really really cool i'm actually kind of i'm probably not playing it because i'm worried of how much time it would take off my hobby it's probably why i don't play it because I, sure. I need to hobby i need to finish my my actual models because i have limited time so can't you know, afford to be spending it on Total War. I kind of want to throw something at you then. You know, you brought, I'm going to, and folks, here, here's here's my ADHD coming in. I'm taking a left turn at Albuquerque as I do on the show all the time. But you mentioned something about, you know, the the Minutemen with uh, the Team America that have to go back every once in a while and they got to play, you know, uh, the, um, I got Total War stuck in my head. Uh, um, 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 help me tabletop out. Tabletop Simulator. Yep, Tabletop Simulator. You know, yep. how, how, I mean, obviously you got to maintain a certain level of quality of, of hobby if you're going to be on Team America. I mean, paint judging and all that's part of that i mean though that that will further strap those people correct that's, i mean you want to talk that's about that's actually yeah that's actually an interesting point so so it's it's actually not a part of the event so they do not they i think there is a three color minimum requirement but there is no paint judging interesting it's strictly winning yeah no it's strictly winning the game yeah no strictly winning the game yeah so so you're you're trying to outpair the other countries you're trying to outplay the other countries now i think there is a best painted award for best painted but to win the event as the overall winners, it's it's strictly off playing, which which I think at an Olympic level is probably okay. In in my opinion, I am I am probably the most I'm probably the biggest fan of the overall award being a mix of a hobby, pl- playing the game, and thematic composition of your list. I'm probably the I'm probably one of the biggest fans of it. I love Adepticon team tournament for that reason. I think oh, it's yeah. so so much harder to win when it's everything it's you have to be the total package of the game it's not 
it's not you're just good at the game. It's not just good at painting. You're good at everything. Right. So I'm I'm a huge fan of that. I think I think all regular events should be that. But when you're talking about competing for the country, um, I think it doesn't matter how you do it. Then I think it matters more about that you're the best. That's okay. that's truly figuring out which country is the best at the game. All right. And I think having a painting contest is great, but I think I don't think it should be a part of the overall score in, in that one tournament, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I I like the way you put that. I like the way you put that. That's uh, that's interesting. I didn't know that, so you taught me something new. I appreciate that. All right, well, good yeah, no stuff, worries. man. Speaking about learning more new stuff, we're going to be back here right after the break to learn a little bit about uh, this awesome Stormcast list and, and how Alan here uh, is our new super soldier for AFD5. All right, stick around, guys. We're going to be right back. Hey gang, I want to thank you for being with us today on Grimdark Live. Thanks for being with us on tonight's show. But before we get into our main topic here on the show, I want to ask you to head over to GrimdarkLive.com to enter the Nerd Bunker and become a supporter of the show on Patreon. There are six different levels to fit the support you may be interested in, and all provide special benefits and services to our members. So please head over to GrimdarkLive.com and become a patron of the show. And while you're on GrimdarkLive.com, check out our podcast or blog sections, attend an upcoming event, or... Should you know that GrimdarkLive.com has some great products in our shop, t-shirts, hoodies, caps, dice, and a ton more. So get your swag on with Grimdark Live merch. Also, from GrimdarkLive.com, you can find us on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and other social media platforms. We're constantly updating the website, so check it out for new stuff on the site. But with all that said, we just want to thank you for being part of this show and being here with us tonight, here on Grimdark Live. Now, let's get to the main topic of the show. All right, we are back. We're going to be talking Stormcast Eternals, and uh, specifically, we're going to be looking at some Storm Drake Guard lists. We're going to be talking, again, we are here with uh, with Alan Bozramovich, and we are going to be talking a little bit about um, his game, what he went through, and how he... Uh, how he how he bored through a five and all win at uh, this past Armed Forces Day Five. So let's dive into this, Alan, because Stormcast Eternal is one of the first tomes of the third edition of this game, alongside say probably Orc War Clans. But it seems that there's one consistent build that's really winning tournaments, and and that and that's your and many others dragon based list. Now, obviously, for obvious reasons, that was a motivation for you. But is that really? I mean. Does that also fit into your play style to have that kind of a list? You know, that, as far as that, or 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 are you? Did you just like the 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 mechanics of it? Uh yeah. So um, <clears throat> so a couple answers to a couple questions. Um, so first off, I had absolutely no idea that the list was good. Actually, I was told by a number of people not to play this list because it's not good anymore. Because it can't pre-move once yep. in the hero phase, right? So it was it was the perception I got from a large number of very good players was that it's lost a significant amount of its efficiency, and it's it's no longer one of the optimal choices. And I, I got recommendations to play Daughters of Cain, or play um, play the Seraphim army that I was that I'm kind of moving towards now with with Lord Croak, or play um, play a different version of the dragons, maybe four dragons, and then take a bunch of other things. But but not take two units of dragons. Right. Um, I also got some recommendations to play Nurgle. Nurgle flies. Um, so I, I had a bunch of recommendations that were essentially don't play eight dragons. And um, yeah. and I just I wanted to I wanted to play eight dragons. That was what I wanted to do. So and it so worked I, out for I, you. 
And, yeah. and, you know, I, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I apologize if I did. I, my whole point is this whole new edition, especially with the new General's Handbook, has literally turned this entire community on its heels. And I think we're still recovering from it. You know, I mean, we came from a world with with late three or early 3.0, you know, late 2.0, where, you know, people weren't sure if they want to continue playing Mega Gargants anymore because they had the, 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 the hunters and, and they had the, you know, all of that was happening at that time. And so you saw Sons of Behemoth kind of drop off a little bit. And then all of a sudden the new General's Handbook comes out. Everyone's going to be, okay, Night Haunt is going to be fantastic. And then all of a sudden they introduce, you know, Bounty Hunters and Expert Conquerors. And all of a sudden Night Haunt that was supposed to be the new 5-0 and Army is kind of, you know, pacing somewhere around three and two, maybe four and one at a smaller event. And that's kind of, that kind of shocked that, that army a little bit. And I think Daughters of Cain in a way have been able to be more, a little more resilient, but they kind of fell in, they've kind of fell into that trap of the old Daughters of Cain. And now all of a sudden, well, this past Armed Forces Day, we didn't see one Magakin list. We didn't see one Flesh Eater Quartz list. There was a lot of real shockers. And that, what that told me was a lot of folks right now are, are still kind of reeling and trying to figure this this edition out. And what I what I like about what you just said right there in compilation to the results, right, is you bored through it. You proved that really, at the end of the day, the game really hasn't changed that much, it, uh, except in our in our minds, you know. Well, I, I had the privilege of not knowing any of that stuff you just said before because this was this was my these were my first games so my game one at your event was my first game since 2019 i i haven't played since i was in serbia <laughs> that's awesome so yeah i didn't play i haven't played the game since august of 2019 that's the last time i played a game of sigmar i never i didn't touch it after after the event in serbia so right um that's awesome what, was, a, what uh, a great what a great i mean talk about talk about coming out and and, and winning the whole thing but you know what's funny is what i've noticed about this this game here and the sport of boxing is that it's 70 percent mental you know, if, if, if you, if you go into Everything this, is. well, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think you're absolutely right. Um, but I, I think if a lot of people tell you, you're going to have problems here, problems here, you get that, that one fighter that's going to say, nah, I'm going to go through it. And then you get that other one that says, yeah, I might be in trouble. The next thing you know, they get, you know, they, they're only in the fight for 11 seconds and 10 of which is the count. And, yeah. um, and so I think, but I had no, I didn't have a delusion that I was going to win the event. I really did not no, I, I just wanted to have fun with eight dragons. Yeah, um, well, well, and it just you, it just kind of started clicking into place, and then and then and then I was like, oh my god, I'm in the final game. Like this is great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I think, but I think at the end, of, no, I don't. I don't think you had any egotism at all. I'm not saying that at all. No, 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 no. Yeah. I, what I'm saying is, you did your own thing. You know, it, it, you 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 know, Frank Sinatra, right? You did it your way. I mean, you 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 did it your way, and and it worked out for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but let's get back to the list here a little bit because you you ran you ran everything in signs of the storm. Now, correct me if I'm wrong on this because I'm, I I wanted to prepare for this, so I, I wanted to make sure I wasn't just kind of just plagiarizing anything. But with signs of the storm, you can still set up half of your units in reserve. I'm not a stormcast player. I play against them yeah. quite a bit. You can you can put half your army that. in the sky. Yeah, that's what it was. Okay, sky. that was okay, so my next question. So you can still fly high, essentially. You can still, you know, get get your dragons up in the air and then drop them really at the end of any movement phase. Is that right, or is it a particular movement Correct. phase? No, any any movement phase. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, well, obviously you're gonna have to drop them what before four or something like that, or, or you're gonna lose a unit or something goofy like that. I was all in. I was all in all the time. Cool. Cool. There wasn't there wasn't a single game I didn't drop them in right away. And and you know looking at your list and and folks, uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna kind of share uh, his 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 list here a little bit um, because I think it's I think it's worth looking at. Um, there it is. So uh, we got uh, you got a great list. I mean you got you got you got 
Gardas uh, Steel Soul, which we can talk about. All, why the, he's... all, the, all the essentials. All yeah. the essentials. Yeah, Lord Relictor. <laughs> now, Lord Relictor, I love his backstory. You know, he was in the original Get Start, the, 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 the box when, the, when AOS dropped, when, when Bloodbound was on the other side of it. Um, and then your battle line, obviously old, reliable, man. Your, your liberators are like Ford F-150s. They just, they just always are always there, never break down on you. And then of course you got your Storm Drake guard. Um, so that was, uh, obviously I would say that the hammer and, you know, and if you will, the anvil to, 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 to that, to that list, but let's, um, oh, yeah. but let's kind of go back here a little bit. So your honorable mention, what I noticed, and I've seen a lot in, in the signs of the storm list, and maybe that's not how he plays is, is the Lord imperitant. Um, this is one of the, I mean, I, I saw your list and I was like, wow, all right. He didn't, he didn't go with the Lord Imperitant. I mean, I thought he was kind of a pit and parcel with the science of the storm. So I guess in the, if, if you don't mind, if we can jump right into your list, kind of talk a little bit about your heroes in the list, how you utilize them and, and how they kind of got you to, to set up obviously with what your liberators and obviously your storm Jake guard did. Yeah. I mean, so I took hollowed knights so that I could take Gardas. So, because Gardas, when I read him, I was like, oh my God, this dude has a aura for a ward safe. And Age of Sigmar is like, there's a lot of mortal wounds that could potentially be hitting me. So right. I was like, if I can get a ward safe and, and reduce those by 33%, then that's 100% how I should I should play. Um, so I took Hollow Knight specifically to get him. Um, it doesn't really do anything else for my army. Sure. Uh, you know what it does? I think when my liberators die on a four plus, they can fight. But I forgot that the entire tournament, so I never <laughs> used that because um, right. I just I, I have no idea. So, um, but the five plus ward, I used it every game. I was very very precise on that. So putting him in the sky and having him be able to drop in wherever my dragons relocated, based on the teleport, right, uh, was awesome. Was 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 really really good. So I really I really liked it a lot. It gave that first unit a lot of support. So if I could cast Mystic Shield on the unit and give it a five plus ward. And then if I charge something, I can go with all-out defense as well. And I can potentially, like, um, roar the unit so they can't get any command benefits. Then I'm, like, rocking a plus-two armor save um, unit that has a five-plus ward. And that's just great. Like, that's just awesome. So yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's pretty straight. I think that's pretty straightforward. I don't think that's, like, a anything new that people don't see coming. So, so I would just position the Lord Relictor in a way so that he was, you know, 30.1 inches away from my opponent's deployment zone, if possible. Um, and and he would be able to cast that Mystic Shield, and then he would teleport that unit of dragons forward. And right. then I would just run the Relictor as fast as I can to get back to a spot where he was still meaningful again. And typically, by turn three, that would happen if I have a turn three. Yeah, right. So so what was the length of, of the majority of your games? I mean, what was the average? I mean, were you going to turn three, you said, or did... did were they no, just just then? just the just the last game, the daughters game, was pretty much the only game that went went long, um, and it went long because of the mission and my approach to it. Um, okay. So I could break it down if you want. Um, well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we? Why don't, don't we go ahead and want to do go that? The let's, list. let's start with. Um, let's let's actually open this up here real quick because I want to I want to you know get a, a a real good idea of your. Can, I mean, can we take it? Uh, game you know game one. Can we can we start there? Or sure. Yeah. Want, yeah. Right. We can start at game so one. So here's what was I interesting. Think I played, so, so play yeah. Derek game one. Yep, yep. Derek uh, right. Kalsbrenner and uh, and and you, you played him. You was major win um, on yeah. that. And uh, the interesting thing about that um, game was, let me pull up that list here real quick. Yeah, and, he had uh, a good list. Well, you, it was another list. it was another Stormcast list, as I seem to remember. Yeah, but he had that um, incarnate dragon, yeah, the monster eater with the right. table thing that right. I'd never read before, um, and uh, I was. 
I was concerned. <laughs> so, so yeah, you, that was a tough one. And, so, and a Star Drake. Yeah. So, so talk a little bit about that as far as how that, um, how that game went. You know, I guess, I guess it's not, it's not pulling up the list now. I'm not, we got a little bit of a glitch with best coast pairings, but uh, we're going to keep, we're going to keep having that conversation anyway. Oh, you're so. fine. Uh, yeah, no. So Derek was great. He was a good opponent. He came to the table. He explained, uh, to the best of his abilities, what his army did It's my first game since 2019. So I was a little rusty. Um, but, uh, but I found out what his, um, his incarnate, uh, of rage or whatever that dragon is that, that yep. skeletal dragon. That, oh yeah. That's, that's a, a crown spire and incarnate of Gur. Yeah. Incarnate of Gur. I yeah. heard it. That's what it's called. Yeah. Yep. So it's like a bonded, it has like a bonded mage, whatever. So he sacrifice, he sacrifices his own mage um at, at the top of his turn <clears throat> and with like with like a sacrifice knife or something like that which makes the dragon um rogue oh and yeah once it's rogue once it's rogue he feeds his own dragon his own endless spells that's his goal right um so solid strategy yeah um after reading after reading his rules i found out that the dragon basically can kill my whole army and if it kills a single if it kills a single one of my dragons it just goes up a level. So I can't like, there's nothing I can do about it. Like right. it's just gross. Yeah. So, so how did so you, I, I mean, obviously read... his list, I mean, I, you know, you kind of, I've got, I've got the list pulled up right here. So he had a Lord Celestine on a star Drake. So, you know, you had a little dragon on dragon action there. Um, then you had, uh, you had a sorceress, two sorceress looks like, it looks like he, he had, he had yeah. them in, and then uh storm Drake guard. He had one unit of storm Drake guard and then he, uh, two units of liberators. And then obviously his, his crown spire and incarnate. So, um, yep. So that what, what, was it. Pretty much, once you were able to lock down the crown spine, you pretty much were able to control the outcome of that game. That's exactly how it happened. Yeah, and so I figured out like his his guy can't leave combat, and luckily, the 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 arm our, our event because of you, you gave me a model that reduces all damage to one with eight <laughs> wounds. So I tied him up with my medic, yep, and there you go. he was he was not happy with it. Like that was not a good scenario for him so he basically stayed in combat with my medic and it took him a long time to get out of that combat plus he i, I threw in a couple liberators uh every once in a while so i think we maybe played till turn three but the game was pretty much decided fairly quickly because i played my first turn i gave him top first top of turn right i played my second turn i killed his battle line and and then i'm and then i took the double turn and with the double turn i killed his star drake i killed his sorcerer um, and he basically had his, his, uh, his, his incarnate model and, um, and the two storm drakes of his own. Um, and, uh, it was, it was pretty much done at that point. He, he wasn't going to be able to score the points to yeah, win right. the mission. Yeah. So it was already, it was already a done game. Um, I cleaned, I cleaned it up after that the next turn, but, um, but yeah, it was, it was, I never, I would have never killed that, uh, that, that incarnate model. I, ne I never even had him. I didn't even care if he rolled on the table. I was like, whatever, I'm just going to keep him here. It's right. Harder. So, <laughs> so moving into round two, you played George T George Tasic, uh, yeah. round two, day one, and that was an yeah. that was an Eidneth list. So I mean, you know, first you got a almost a virtually a mirror list, <clears throat> and then uh, another yeah. Stormcast list. You know, going into your your you want to know you're going into game two, day one, and now you got Eidneth Deepkin. Yeah, yeah. I put I put one dragon unit in the sky in that game, and um, and it really pa panned out because George. I think what George should have done, and he disagrees with me, but I think what he should have done is he should have like diamond his whole army and he should have put a shark in the very point of that diamond, like one shark and all of his thralls and his turtle and everything else behind. And if he did that, 
no matter how I came to him, he could have ensured that that shark was the closest model to both units of dragons. Right. Okay. And I think there's a chance, and I think there's a chance that on 4d6, I don't do the eight mortals that I need to do to kill that shark. It's possible. Uh-huh. Like it's definitely possible. Yeah. And then both units of dragons, if I commit both units of dragons, kill one shark, and then he takes a he could possibly take a double turn then, and and make me pay for it. But he didn't do that. He put all of his thralls on the line. He put one unit of thralls on his left 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 uh, square, and he put one unit of thralls on his right square. Right. So it was, it was really bad because what I was able to do is, I was able to basically flame both units of thralls and then charge both units of thralls, and at that point the mission was the three objectives diagonally. So it was one objective in the center of the board, one in my deployment, one in his deployment. Correct. Yeah. But I had I had eight dragons in him at that point. And there was no way he was ever going to score points. Like he wasn't ever going to get out of his deployment zone after that. Yeah, right. And um, and I was lucky to get those charges off. But with your with your event again, and this is a recommendation I have for the event: no rerolls. Yeah. For the first round. Yeah. No rerolls because yeah. I was rerolling my charges. I was rerolling because you we for those who are listening, you could donate to charity, which I think everyone should be doing. But you can donate to charity to get D six rerolls per game, and you, both your opponent and you have it. Every opponent I played did it literally everyone does it so everyone has the rerolls but you get to reroll one dice so when you have when you play a four drag like i have eight dragons and i'm charging if i roll a six or a five i'm picking up whatever the other dice was to get that nine every time it doesn't matter like always right so i think i think um that got me a lot of charges against george i actually made both charges and technically my list does have like its own reroll for the dragons once per game so it's not that big of a deal for, for my list but in general um, in other games, I did reroll one dice and it didn't give me the charge. But against George, I made both, I made both the charges and I just collapsed on them. And then after that, I kind of just kept going in and in and in, and it was just yeah. it was overwhelming. I mean, he he had a, he had a good list. So he was running he was running uh, Idnathiepkin. He had he had the uh, the Alcan King, uh, the Ishren Tidecaster, uh, unit of Namardi uh, Reavers, uh, Leviathans. He had the big turtle. He had two units of thralls, uh, shipwreck, obviously. And uh, then he had, what's interesting is he had four Alapexes. He had four of the Sharks. You know, he had one in a unit of two and then two individual units. So he had a pretty tanky list, you know, and, yeah. and, and so, and, and it was funny. I think, I, I think if he uses the Sharks, if he uses the Sharks to screen, I think he can do a significant amount of more damage with the rest of the army. I, I you know what, I agree with that. And I, I liked your, your, your diamond approach. Really, you know, I, I thought that was a good way to, uh, to do it. So here we are, we're coming up to the end of round or, or day one, we got round three, and uh, you're you're, you're, uh, you're Kevin. taking yeah, Kevin, awesome guy from from South Bend, great greatest guy, South greatest Bend, guy. Indiana, him, yeah, him and Kevin his Kukowski, wife, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you played them both. Well, well, we'll, we'll get we'll get yeah. to this game against Cheryl. So so he was playing Fire Slayer. Yeah. So now you're you know you day one, three order armies, and and he's coming at you with a Rune Master, a Rune Smiter, a Rune Father on a Magma Droth. You know your your typical uh, kick you in the teeth Fire Slayer type of list. Um, Rune Sun and a Magma Droth. You got a unit of of, of Hearthguard, a unit of uh, Berserkers, and uh, and then actually two units of Berserkers, three units of Berserkers. There you go. And uh, so so there you have it. So talk to us a little bit about that game going up against uh, the Fire Slayers. Yeah, no, Kev- Kevin is an awesome dude, like just a class A guy, and um, he he explained his list in detail. He's like the one one of the only people who like really truly explained to me everything that his army did. Um, and, uh, and he does it so eloquently too. Like he's just brilliant. So, <laughs> yeah. um, and, uh, and I was terrified of it. I was like, Oh my God, this army can put me down quickly. If I, if I mess up something, if I mess up movement or if I mess up something like he's going to punish me hard. 
Um, so I was really worried on deployment. So I decided not to put any dragons in the sky just so I can be reactive. Okay. And I already decided that I already decided I'm giving him first turn because I just want to see what he does. And because I didn't know what he was going to do. I wasn't positive. And he decided he actually put one of his his main guys, main Magmadroth uh, hero, the one with the three damage potential, or I think I think four damage potential. Uh, I think that's he a put him father in, on Magmadroth, yeah. 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 He put him in he put him in the sky coming on from the edge or coming on from somewhere. He had a reserve ability as well with him. Okay. And um and I think he walked on with another hero. And um and it was I was like, oh, okay. So and he was very aggressive with them, which was very, very I was very I didn't I didn't know he would do that. So I screened really appropriately. So I had my Libby's on my right flank, my left flank, and my front. Because mm-hmm. I, I knew he could do the reserve thing, but I didn't know he was going to actually be that aggressive with it. Right. Right. So so he put him, he put him nine inches away from my right flank, all the way on the right side of the, the, the table. And um and he he really put him all the way to the right. And he moved his other one right behind him. So both of the big guys were right on the right flank. And all of his hearth guard and all his other guys, his regular dudes, were kind of in the middle of the board, slightly favoring my right flank as well. Right. So I knew I knew my left flank was solid with my one unit of liberators getting their objective. I was good. Um and and I gave him first turn and that's what he did. He went for the charge, the nine inch charge. He failed the roll. He, I think he did use a re-roll. He didn't get it. So he's he's sitting there on my right flank and I'm looking at the board and there's a piece of terrain that's kind of blocking a good portion of that area. Okay. And I could tell I could tell that if I engaged both of his heroes with with my dragons, I could screen if I ran with my uh, my Libby unit that was in the front front screen, I could screen perfectly so that I couldn't be countercharged by the rest of his army unless they killed ah. enough to open up screens. Okay. So that's when I decided to go for it. I basically teleported one unit of dragons and moved the other one. And I had I had an eight inch charge with one of them, um, and I had a nine inch charge with the other one, that the one that teleported. Um, but I flamed the first guy with seventeen wounds right away. Oh, okay. That, well, that'll do so it. So I, I just Jakarist him right away. I got like five, five, six, <laughs> something like that. Like it was crazy. Like right. it was just nonsense. Um, so I, I did so many wounds with just four dragons on the first one that I was like, okay, like that wasn't, I wasn't expecting that. But I did set like 16, I think it was 16 mortals to the first one. And then the other unit of four dragons, I was like, well, I guess I'm not going to shoot that one because he only has one wound left. I'll shoot the other one. So I shot the other one and I did 11 mortals to that one. And that's just how that turn went. I didn't have, I I didn't, I mean, that was just crazy fire breath from the dragons. Yeah. I made both charges. Yeah. I made both charges and I had a perfect screen with the, with the liberators. Mm -hmm. So on the retaliation, I killed both of his heroes with no wounds on my dragons at all. And then, and then the, his, his regular guys could not get through that screen. They weren't, they threw their axes and everything, but they weren't able to do it. Um, And they charged in, and I went all out defense and I was able to keep one liberator unit alive as well. So one died, but one, one stayed alive. So he also failed his battle, t- his battle t- tactic that turn. Cause he, he needed to kill. He, he chose the one he wanted to kill and he didn't kill that one. Got it. So it was, um, it was pretty intense. And then, and then I took the next turn. I started cleaning up after that and we just called it. Cause at that point it was, it wasn't really a game at that point. Yeah. Right. Well, at that point. Yeah. And so, so you finished the day one, three and O against three order armies you come in day two, and boom, there it is. You've got your 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 first game day two against. Uh, by the way, it was it was Armed Forces Day Three champion, 
uh, another, well, I think he's one of the Minutemen, as a matter of fact, now that I think about it, with uh, with Team America. Uh, awesome guy, John Anderson. Great, great friend. Yeah. Uh, great guy. So so he's out there with Lumineth Realm Lords, which I was actually shocked to see him play that army because he was such an Ideneth guy. You know, he was ITC champion, uh, you know, over he's doing it. He's doing it because he's doing it because he's asked to. He's just ah, a great dude, man. Yeah. He's just a great dude. Yeah, he and, really uh, is. And 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 uh, and the uh, the Team America guys, they want to see more than anything for Team America. They want to see agility, your ability to di- dynamically pick different armies and play different things. Um, you know, and I I've always had that as a skill. When I when I played for tw- in 2019, the five events I went to, like I mentioned, I had five events that year for ITC third place. I played five different armies. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So and this, awesome. and I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna do the same thing this year. So I mean, I'm already talking about running the Cockatrice Army. I'm talking about running the Seraphim Army, and then uh, two, two, three other armies for other events, and uh, five different armies again. See how I do. But uh, but yeah, no, Anderson's amazing. He's, he's he a great is. guy. He was amazing before the before the game. He got real serious that morning. Um, he was pretty serious after the game too. But it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> still love him to death. Yeah, you know what? You know, John, John's an awesome guy, and you know what? I, th- I think the thing is too. I, I'm going to say this: guy used to play hel- high elves for for a long time, and like all elves, I don't care if you're playing, you know, Lumineth Realm Lords. I don't care if you're playing Daughters of Cain. I don't. I don't. It doesn't matter to me. You know, if if you know, Iden Thiepkin, if it's an elf, it's going to be a very unforgiving army. And to boot, his list was 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 wrapped up in Zytrek, which is you know obviously it's a lot of lot of lot of heavy magic with uh, with the Lumineth, but there's a lot of gears to that army. And, and, and in some cases with that army, now I, I know this is different than your game, but I know a lot of times you're almost playing against yourself with that army because for every mistake you make with the, with an army like an elf army, specifically Lumineth, you pay for it twice. Now it's a great army. It's going to do good stuff for you. Um, but yeah, he, he had the, uh, the Cathalar uh, in it. He, obviously he was rocking Teclas. Uh, he had, you know, Stone Mage. And then his battle line, he had some blade lords, which I thought was interesting to see blade lords in the list. Uh, that was kind of interesting to me. You don't see a lot of them. Uh, you do see obviously the the wardens. He had those. Uh, he had two units of wardens, and then uh, dawn riders. Obviously, you see a lot of the dawn riders. You know, they're they're good for a lot of your uh, uh, objective capturing. But then he, I think his army had the most endless spells. I saw he had the spell portal, the horagast, and the purple sun. Uh, so take walk us through that game. So now now here we are, game three, top of day two. Yeah. So you know without question you know the best aos player there probably um and and one of the one of the guys who knows the most about the game applying for team america like great dude um and and walks me through his army and kevin actually walked me through his army too um and um and his army is freaking terrifying i mean the things he could do is just insanity he can just auto pass a spell he can pass three spells on tens like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be able to to make any kind of dispel anywhere he's gonna have his way with me he he can pass morale back to you so if you do 13 wounds to a unit he kills one dragon he's like that dragon unit right there their morale is down 13 plus that dragon now he just passes it back to you right for like just automatically and you're like oh i guess i guess i lost all my dragons now right like because of morale (laughs) right like um because he can he can make it so you can't spend a command point to auto pass I mean, he, he, he's got minus one to hit on the blobs. He, he had so many things. I mean, it was just endless. Like, it was just rule after rule after rule after rule. I'm like, what is Teclis? Is this guy a god? Yeah, well, like, yes, I was, he is. I was, I was confused. I was like, holy hell, man. So his list terrified me. So I decided right away, I'm going first, and I'm going to see how he deploys, and I'm going to put the beating on him if I can. 
And he deployed in a way that I didn't think he would. I didn't, I didn't think he was going to deploy the way he, because he had a mission that was very favorable to him. He could, he could teleport, so he could steal objectives. And, and so can I, but I have fewer units. Right. I have fewer units and I have, I have fewer reach, right? So, so I, and, and, and I'm also a lot squishier than him, right, overall. Right. Not the dragons, but the, but the libbies are. Sure. So, so I, was thinking, I was thinking he was going to castle his army in one corner, and use the edge of the board as as you know a, a screen, right? You can't come outside of the board, so you, you automatically have one screen right there. And then with one brick of twenty, you create another screen, a forward screen. And with the horses, you can create a, a left flank or a right flank, whichever whichever side you're favoring. And then the other brick of twenty, and all of his other guys are safe; they can't be touched. And all I can kill is one brick of twenty and the other guys. And I think he can he can muster a counter charge, pretty substantial. To, to make it hit me really hard. Also, I have to consider, am I going to commit all eight dragons if I can only kill one brick of 20 and, and five horses? Sure. Or am I going to hold right. one dragon unit back to potentially target that other unit of 20? So then I, then I have to think, you know, but the way he deployed is he basically gave me everything. He put both bricks of 20 out, one in the front, one in his left flank, and the horses on his right flank. Okay. So he used, he, he used all, of his, all of his resources to screen. Sure. And when I saw, when I saw that, I knew that I had a chance. So I deep struck one unit of dragons, one unit of liberators, and Gardas. And I had those guys in the sky. I teleported one unit of dragons up on his right flank, uh, nine inches away from his one of his spear units, one of his 20-man spear units. Teleported the other one mid-board in front of his other spear unit. And then teleported Gardas next to that unit as well. And uh, teleported liberators on an objective to get my battle tra- tactics and all that stuff. But it didn't matter because basically what happened was between the fire and both dragon units charging, I erased all 40 of his spears, no problem. And I was going to kill most likely his horses. He, 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 he decided to concede prior to seeing the full damage, but it was, it was devastating. It was a devastating first turn. He lost a significant amount of resources, and he wouldn't have the ability to fight back at that point because he really only had Teclas and his sorcerers at that point. Um, all, of his, all of his other stuff was gone. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, and, and I, think, I think just like you know, when we're talking about... Um, uh, you know, uh, Tasic uh, a little bit earlier. I think his deployment is what gave you that win, and in, 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 and that deployment is what gave you the win in both games. Really, uh, you know, the way the way that you well, described it gave, it. it gave me it gave me a it gave me a no brainer decision. Like when I saw his deployment, then I knew I was going all in. Sure. Now, if he kept a unit of twenty back, I might have gone in with just one dragon unit and said one dragon unit's going to kill those twenty guys. And yeah, they're good. My dragon unit's going to die in the in the retort, but. But when my dragon unit dies in the rebuttal, I'll have another dragon unit to counter. So I, I very well might, might have likely put only one dragon unit in his face. Right. But but then who knows? Who knows what happens? Maybe my fi- maybe all of my fires don't do anything. Maybe I do two mortal wounds, one mortal wound. It happened in other games. It could happen in this game. Sure. And my dragons don't make they don't make any fire go off, and they fail to charge even with a reroll. Right. That could happen. It could. If I only have one unit. If I only yeah. have one unit, that could happen. Yeah, and, 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 and you I know think that's the, that's the gamble he needed to take. I th- I think. And you know, it's funny speaking to John and what a fantastic guy he is. You know, we 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 John and I have had many many probably probably to a fault two adult men probably shouldn't have this many philosophical conversations about plastic dolly games, but we do, we really do, and we had a conversation once about what does it really mean to have you know to get yourself into that situation where you 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 go five and zero oh in an event. My philosophy is the best you can hope for, at least at least the way I play the, my gaming style, the best I can hope for is four and one. Because generally, to me, in my experience, at five and oh, when when you go to that level, 
it's usually all about matchups. Um, in, in my experience, now I don't know. I'm not saying that's everybody. That's this is one man's opinion here. But in my experience, you know, to, you know, you, the best you can hope for is four and one, because that that fifth game a lot of times is all about matchup. Was that was that your experience here with this one, or in general with tournaments, or what is your? I mean, what has been your? Because obviously, you're a pretty successful guy in in, in this game and both games, 40k as well. You know, you've seen a lot of different variations of this game and how it's coming out. You've you've competed at the highest levels. What is your what is your thought on a five and zero tournament when you get to that level? Is it is it is your fifth game matchups or is it or is it been your experience where everything has been a hard fight? Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily. I think I know what you're trying to say. I would I would pivot it a little bit. I would say that uh, winning a winning an event, there is always a portion of luck. Doesn't matter. Whether you whether it's an eight round, five round, three round, it doesn't matter. There's a portion of luck, always that that makes a big big aspect of that. That could be luck of the dice, that could be luck of the matchup, the draw, luck of your opponent making a, a mistake and you noticing the mistake in the moment. Right. You know how many games I noticed? I noticed they made a huge mistake, but I'm a turn too late to act. Like it's happened to me a million times. Sure. Um, for for me personally, uh, just speaking for me, I'm the most in the zone when I'm in the final game. I very rarely lose a final game. Like okay. that's, I'm kind of like, I, I feel like when I, if I make the finals and I'm undefeated to that point, I'm most likely going to win the event mentally. Like mentally I'm in a place where I'm zoned in, I'm focused, I'm ready to win the event. I know, I know what I have to do to, to make the odds in my favor to win, regardless of who I'm playing or what I'm playing. I'm very, very mellow, I would say. And I think, you, you know, you saw me at the event. Yeah. I was pretty late. I was pretty lasered in that last game. Yeah, I think I think typically the game I would lose would be the game before the finals. So the game before the finals, I'm probably a little bit more chill. I mean, the game against Anderson, uh, you know, or Joe, John, I could have I could have literally went in on John with everything, and I could it could have failed terribly. Like it was a big gamble. Like I could have failed my charges. I could have had flame not go off, you know, and and I could have got hit with two bricks of 16, 14 dudes, and morales could have been thrown back on me, and all kinds of things could have happened. Right. It was a huge risk, and if you if you walk through my game five, I took no risks. Yeah, and that's where I, I played. To I played to. the game. Yeah, I played the game totally different. So you, now, now you've gotten past game four, game five. You're at the top table, uh, and you got daughters of Cain. So <laughs> you've yeah. kind of you've kind of run the gambit on just about every every order army there is. In you know you saw that in the tournament, and uh, uh, this is Cheryl, awesome player. Uh, she's going to be on the show next week uh, to talk about uh, her best order uh, win. Uh, but you got Marathi now in your face. Uh, Marathi, the Shadow Queen, you know, um, uh, the Gladrix. Uh, you got Witch Elves, uh, big blocks of Witch Elves, by the way, two units of 20. I guess not big, big blocks. I shouldn't have said that. But, I mean, pr- pretty good sized blocks. Uh, unit of Sisters of Slaughter. And then you got uh, the, the Viper as a, and the Spell. And then you have uh, two units of uh, Heartrenders and a unit of uh, Bloodstalkers. Uh, so talk a little bit about that one. Game five. There it is. Yeah so Cheryl's also just amazing I had I had the privilege to play all great people at your events so it was just a great time and I think honestly Age of Sigmar is really just a like a great community because I always have this kind of experience with Age of Sigmar events where I, I play just good people and 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 have a great time like on a personal level and um and Cheryl was awesome and, and her husband was awesome earlier so but um but no I approached this game totally different I did not want this game to be about dice I did not want this game to be about Oh, I rolled. I rolled enough to win. You know, that's how I beat, you know, Kevin. I, I went in for all of it and I got I got the high rolls and I won. So this game I played very 
cautiously. I knew that um, I knew that Cheryl, based on what I heard, I, I heard that Cheryl's uh, daughters of Cain uh, secondaries, the battle tactics were very easy. So I knew that she was going to have no problem getting those points. And this mission was the mission where there's only one objective in the center and it splits on turn three. Right. So I read yeah. the mission like four times <laughs> and I was like, holy crap, if Marathi gets on this and she puts her whole army on this, I'm screwed. I need to figure out a way to get out of this. And, um, and basically what I decided to do is I decided to go first and I decided to put a pretty substantial presence on that objective in the middle of the board. Okay. Um, including, including three dragons plus my liberators plus my, uh, combat medic. And I knew that if I was going to win this game, I had to prioritize your tertiary objectives with the medic. I was thinking about how to achieve those the whole time. Cause I knew that if the game went South and Marathi went on fire or, if if I started losing a lot of dragons on, on damage from from the from the daughter's the daughter's army, I was going to have to have points. So if I can get more primary points than Cheryl, and if I can get more of the uh, the special tertiary objectives, which were each five points, if I can do that, then I can win the game. So I was really zoned in on that, and that's basically what I did. I played a very defensive game. No dragons charged turn one. None. I just took defense area positions. I put one dragon on my right flank as total bait hoping that she would come near it, hoping that she would attack it with anything. If Marathi would go towards it, great. I left a hole, a gap that I, I, I made it seem like I wanted to close, but I didn't want to close it. I wanted to keep that hole there so she would go that way um, and take Marathi that way. I wanted her to like, basically walk away from the center objective and just Got give it. it to me All so right. that I can get points. Okay. And if she did come to the center objective, I wanted to have enough bodies there where I can make sure she doesn't get it. Um, Cheryl made a couple mistakes. One key mistake that she made was she charged with her sisters first. Uh, she charged with her like uh, witch unit first, like her sixteen twenty witches, whatever that was. That one big brick of witches. Oh yeah, right. she charged with them witch first. Elves, yeah. yeah, she charged with them first, and I was able to unleash hell on them. And I rolled like, I rolled like a sixteen or something like that, something right. crazy. Yeah, I killed almost the entire unit, and that was a pretty big, uh, pretty big mistake on her part. She should have yeah. charged with the combat medic potentially first. Or even Marathi and just took the three wounds for the turn. Or she I would have done either. She, she I would have done either of those. Heart renders down and done something different. But yeah, no, that that's that's yeah. Really, well, you know, she rolled the dice too. Maybe, maybe you know, you don't know what her thought process was. We're gonna find out next week. But exactly, I mean, you know, she, exactly, she was probably yeah. thinking she has she has to get in there and do some damage right away. You know, you, you know her her thought process was probably very similar to yours. Took 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 a took a risk and took a chance and it didn't pay off. Yeah, yeah. She, I mean, definitely that definitely could have been it. But I, I think she was also upset that she didn't charge with something else too because it just she just lost a lot of resources there um unnecessarily um but um but yeah and her other unit her other big block basically engaged my liberators um in the top part of the board where the dragon where the distracting dragon unit was um and it was great it was it was a strategy well executed i was able to take the primary for three turns consecutively um and then in the end i had um my my combat medic scored an objective with with a unit so i got five points for that okay my combat medic also killed her combat medic so i got five points for that sure and my combat medic ended the game within an inch of my general so i got five points for that uh -huh. so i got 15 points yeah. i got 15 points for your, your tertiary i got all my battle tactics every turn um and i was able to hold the primary for the majority of the game if not the whole game um so i was able to win the win, win with basically the strategy was playing a very chill and very defensive approach Okay. And, and how many rounds did that game go? Do you remember? It went to the end. That game went to the very end. Okay. Um, I, I, I was able to win. Uh, I was able to finish the game on five. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Well, 
you know, what an event. I mean, honestly, and you brought so much to the event and, and, you know, congratulations on the big win. You know, we, uh, we, we take the, uh, the Stanley cup and the, uh, the super soldier award pretty seriously. And, you know, we, uh, we actually have, uh, have, have, have all of our champions, uh, more memorialized at, uh, over at grimdarklive.com. If you head over to grimdarklive.com and go to the event section, uh, you'll see all of them there with the, uh, with the shield, their records, the whole nine yards. And, and, uh, it's, uh, for us, it's, it's a, it's a huge, huge accomplishment. And, uh, we are uh, already gearing up for Armed Forces Day 6, uh, both uh, for one weekend uh, for the Age of Sigmar and one weekend for the 40K. And uh, more details on that and that event coming up this Friday, folks. I already I already registered for yep, both. You I already did. sent you, you I did. already sent you money for both. Yeah, we have uh, my goal. Have... My goal. My goal is my goal is to win them both now. Be the suit. You're gonna have to get me a double shield. I have to have a second shield. What we what uh, what, what we've done is uh, and Gary. A lot of people don't know this, but Gary's a seamstress. He's very good with stitching and you know that kind of stuff. And he's making a, a tights. A I'm full, just kidding. A full I'm tights. just kidding. He's making a full tights Superman outfit. That uh, that of course you know if you win both of them, uh, you got to do one lap around the VFW in a in a in a in a in a, in a, in a Superman outfit. All right, more to that's, come on that's that. That's not gonna that that won't happen. Don't worry, you're fine, Gary. You don't you don't have to you don't have to spend any time. He is a heck of a seamstress, um, though. All right, Gary, we're I'm I'm, I'm 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 super excited to come to both events next year. No, so. and more 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 information to come on that on Friday. And you know, we we have actually um we actually have uh, so far uh, I think five people signed up for the AOS so far, and uh, two for the 40k. So we're we're <laughs> we're already headed in the right direction. So yes. uh, good stuff, but. Uh, so here it is, man. We're we're closing out the show. Um, I want to thank you very much for 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 the conversation. Uh, any uh, any are you, are you able to do our our closing thoughts for us? I I don't know what our closing thoughts are, so I'll let you well, do them. Yeah, the closing <laughs> thoughts are, are are anything you get. You got about a minute if you'd like to kind of give anything, any topics you might want to share with us on the hobby, your gaming experience, advice for for gamers out there. Uh, anything you want to try yeah, to give no, the world? Keep. I mean, keep painting, keep painting your miniatures, and uh, make sure that they're they're looking nice. Put some put some thematic and customized uh, elements into them, like our like our wooden spoon guy at the event, um, and uh, and just uh, you know play by intent, and and have a have a really good time because it's, it's at the end of the day, it's it's something that we all love to do, and uh, we're all you know automatically like best friends in any normal scenario because we all play play a silly game. So love it. Awesome, Alan. Thank you so much. And by the way, the wooden spork, here's a funny thing. You, you might not know this. Up until this year, every year, the wooden spork and the orc head were the number one and number two most coveted prizes. Seriously, they, they everyone could have given a crap about the super soldier. Everyone it was like a the race orc head, to the, the orc heads. The orc head's pretty cool. I didn't know that the bottom place gets an orc head. No, no. What, sweet. The, the, it's, not, it's not the bottom place. The spork is the coveted for, for the, that's the race to the bottom. The orc head started out because we were... Uh, we wanted something actually here, here's what happened. I ended up with an orchid, uh, because a friend of mine was, was trying out a new 3d printer. That, that's literally how it all happened for AFD one. And I didn't know what the heck to do with it. I wasn't an orc player at the time. And I, I just said, well, what do I want to do with this? So, so the idea was we're just going to come up and, and, and have it as an enthusiasm award. And that's how it started. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of a totally uh, subjective thing. The judges kind of look around for on the 40 K side, we have the bolter, you know, so it's uh, that's awesome. It, it's 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 really what we, when 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 we see people that bring a lot of energy, a lot of goofiness, a lot of you know camaraderie to the tournament, and they're kind of doing it on their own accord, you know. And, and it's something apart from best sports because 
you know, if, if you're if you're doing cartwheels and laughing, you know, your opponent might find that annoying and give you a poor sports score or something. But yeah, in, in this particular case, um, we look for people that really bring that energy. So we thought it was like why energy. So we uh, we we that's how the orc had, and now people look for it. It's it's kind of cool. That's awesome. It's it's it's, it's really really kind of cool. But folks, thank you so much for joining us tonight, and and especially you, Alan. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. Um, you're gonna come back, right? Yeah, of course, man. Yeah, no problem. Awesome, yeah, man. I'll, I'll win, uh, when I win something else, I'll come back whenever that is. There you go, year man. year after. Sounds, sounds awesome, dude. We'll definitely, uh, we're definitely going to have to have you back for sure. But, uh, folks, thanks, you very, thanks to all of you for very much being with us. And, uh, and, if we, uh, and, if you, and, if, and if we don't meet up again before this, remember, don't be a short pants. Boy, I, I botched that closing. All right, I'm leaving while the, while the leaving's good. All right, Alan, thanks a lot, bud. Take it easy. Good night, everyone. Dark Live would like to thank you for slumming it through another show with us for all things dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf in the Warhammer worlds. We'll be back again real soon, so until then, roll them dice fun and fair, and don't be a frickin' short pants. You can get your Grimdark Live fix on on our live show or catch us on our Grimdark Live podcast. Never fear, gang. There'll be more great content from Grimdark Live coming to you each and every week. So stay tuned and stay grim while you dice-chucking, blue-sniffing gamer goons. You're all awesome. Looks like I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing blue. Remember to embrace the main message here on Grimdark Live, and that's a social contract we have between gamers and the commitment we have to each other in this community. We're only as good as our last game. Check us out at GrimdarkLive.com and don't forget to subscribe, follow, and recommend Grimdark Live to your friends. So long, Grimdark Goons. Until next time, may the dice gods bless you and your sweaty palms. Bye. short pants.